0: Welcome to Season 3 of Sadie's Divorce and Happy Podcast, where I talk about life after divorce with a playful, fresh, out-of-the-box perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, spicy conversations, and tips to happiness. Are you ready to turn your setback into a comeback? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get started on your new beginning. Hey, friend, happy first Wednesday in December. Are you ready? We're just starting the holiday season. And I wanna know, I wanna know what is on your wish list. If you have kids, perhaps they have written theirs. I know mine have written theirs. They're very long, very long wish lists. But I wanna know today, what is on yours? What do you want Santa to bring you? What do you wanna do for yourself this holiday season? Maybe it's take a delicious trip to sunny Hawaii, or maybe on your wish list is Michael B. Jordan showing up on your doorstep, very love actually with the cards professing his love to you. Would you die? That would be amazing. Or perhaps if you like football, it is tickets to the Super Bowl. Boom. I think the Vikings have a shot. I know I'm being very optimistic this year. We'll see. Well, for me on my holiday wish list, I want, I want to do less. I even kind of want to do nothing. I know. I'm saying it. I'm admitting it to you on this podcast. I really want to do nothing this holiday season. Like, I just want to be. I want to be still. I want peace. Well, being in the space of nothingness has allowed today's guests, mental health expert, Dr. Tiffany Bellamy, and divorce coach and podcaster, Heidi B., to tap into parts of themselves that they didn't even know were there, and to reclaim how they want to show up in life and in relationships. Sounds intriguing, doesn't it? Today, you and I, we are going to learn from these experts how the decision to do nothing not only creates a happier, healthier holiday season, but also a happier and healthier life. All right, I am ready. Are you ready? I am ready to get this comeback conversation started with some burning questions.
1: Burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds.
0: Okay, it is December already, but we are going to turn up the heat today with my two lovely guests, Dr. Tiffany Bellamy and divorce coach Heidi B. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. How are you? Amazing, amazing. And how are you, Dr. Tiffany?
1: I'm doing well. I'm 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 looking out at the sunshine. I know she's
0: an LA listener. We're not jealous. I know. Heidi and I, we're in the Midwest. Heidi's in Columbus, Ohio, but we're happy for Tiffany in LA right now, aren't we, Heidi? We're thrilled that she's enjoying that sunshine.
2: We're thrilled. You know, (laughs) just I've learned to embrace the snow.
0: Yes, it looks really beautiful out my kitchen window. So, but we're going to burn it up now with these burning questions, ladies. Are you ready? We're going to start with Tiffany first and then go to Heidi. Okay. Tiffany, on a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a napper are you?
1: Oh, goodness, I am a 10. A
0: 10, right? <laughs> Heidi, what's your favorite spicy holiday treat?
2: Um, I would say no to anything spicy. Okay, no to spice. How about sweet? Ooh, I love sweets. Um, I would say my favorite sweet holiday treat is my mom's sugar cookies. Sugar cookies.
0: All right. Tiffany, do you find wrapping presents soothing? Not at all.
1: <laughs> I am a pay for a wrap. Type girl or a gift bag. Gift bag,
0: a lot of tissue. Heidi,
2: who's someone who helps you better yourself? Oh, someone that helps me better myself is 100% my mom.
1: Tiffany, how often do you nix? How often do I what? Nix. What does that mean? It's the Dutch word for doing nothing. Oh, um, I'd say once a week. Once a week. Heidi, mm-hmm. what's
0: your favorite New Year's Eve attire? Oh, glitter all the way. Anything shimmery, glittery. Yes, yes, yes. Tiffany, how, how many coffee breaks do you enjoy daily?
1: I would enjoy having three, but I probably get about one.
0: Heidi, what genre of music gives you the best boost? Like a good country hit every now and then. A good country hit now and then. Wonderful. Okay, Tiffany,
1: what temperature do you consider to be too cold? Um, Anything under 65. Don't come to Minnesota (laughs) in the wintertime. I probably would say 30, anything under 30. Heidi,
2: what's your last memorable moment? Taking a trip to West Virginia with my boyfriend during this fall. All the fall hikes, fall colors. It was
1: amazing.
0: Last question for both of you. How delicious is it to sit
2: and do Nothing.
1: Um, For me, it's life changing. It's, you know, re energizing. I love it.
2: Yes. Same peace, refreshing. That just made my shoulders just take a big sigh of relief as you even asked that question.
0: Doing nothing is the theme of our conversation today. And I am excited about this topic because it is a topic that I think about often but I don't practice a great deal of doing nothing. And I don't know about the listener, but we are leaning in to learn more about the art of doing nothing from you to coaches today. So what does doing nothing even mean?
1: I think for me, it means just allowing yourself to be with no agenda, no responsibilities, but just at the core centering on you, just being with you and nothing else.
2: Yeah, I would piggyback on that and say that doing nothing is actually, I think there's, I think you're actually always doing something, but the nothingness is really the presence. So it's practicing presence, turning down the volume is what I call it. Turning down the volume, practicing presence, because our brains are so busy And if we can just take a moment to hear what's really going on inside of us, it's so powerful. So doing nothing is really just being so present and turning down the noise.
0: Okay. Well, it is the holiday season and ideally it would be nice to be able to be that present. We're going to talk about that more today, but why is it in general, not just the holiday season, which is such a busy time for so many people, but why is it so challenging To be present and to do nothing.
1: I think it's, I mean, that's the culture that we live in. You always have to be doing something. And if you don't post what you're doing, then it didn't happen. You know, you have to be on the grind. That is the theme, I think, of our culture in this season is you have to be doing something if you're not then you're not going to be making any money. You're going to be broke. You're going to be lonely.
0: We give our culture, Western culture, gives so much validity to busyness. What, what about you, Heidi? What are your thoughts on why is it so hard for us to
2: do nothing? I think we are just programmed that way. I know, you know, it's ironic because my mom was the first two answers in the burning questions, right? And I love her more than anything in my in, in my world. She's one of the closest people in my life. And I grew up watching her try to do Everything all of the time. So as a woman, I looked at my highest role model, and I'm so proud of her for the way that she shows up in her life. It's very inspiring. But it also leaves this sense of, I need to copy what she did if I want to have the life that she has had, instead of looking in myself and spending time with myself and going, what's going to make me happy? Because I found myself trying to do the parties, trying to... or trying to go to all the things and do all the things and fill the time and da, da 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 and before i knew it i was just feeling so overwhelmed and stressed and chaotic and it took away from those holiday moments but we have been programmed from the people in our lives that we admire and then also the societal norms that it's like do more be more have more How about you, Dr.
0: Tiffany? Did you have a mom like Heidi? I I had a mom like Heidi. I mean, she wouldn't watch TV unless she was folding clothes. Like you just don't sit idle. You don't have idle hands.
1: Absolutely. However, she's much different now. But as I was growing up, she did it all. She did it all for work. She did it all for church. She did it all for the family. It was nonstop. And oddly enough, I saw the exhaustion and I saw the, you know, some of the illness that came with that. My mother is very healthy, but you know, we don't talk about some of the silent things that can contribute to, you know, overworking and always on. We're
0: gonna get to that. Always Yeah, we're gonna get to that today. I definitely wanna talk about that. But before we jump there, we had a, a, a little fun uh, meetup before this conversation today, and we talked about gender. And remember how we talked about how men, like I remember my dad, he wasn't, he wasn't folding the laundry when he was watching football. I mean, come on, you know? Yeah. And so I do think we as women, and I'm a big fan of the divorced dad. My listener knows that. So this isn't male bashing or anything like that, but it's more cultural messaging. I do think men have more permission to sit and do nothing. And we women, it doesn't seem like we have as much. And I want to sit with that today. Can we change that? I I want my daughter to not feel like in order to be a worthy woman, she has to be such a doer. Like, We, the three of us, had that messaging from our mothers who had the best of intentions. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love how you said worthy woman because it really comes from that space, I think, for a lot of people. And really, the male female piece of it for me comes from a space of observation more than anything. It's not, it's not like just the societal stigma that has put on, that is put on men and women, but it's also that piece that, wow, I have observed. And in my world, in my upbringing, my dad worked really, really hard, but it, it wasn't it wasn't the busyness. It was it was expressed so differently and not this rush, 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 go, 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 do, 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 do more. It was like very focused on where he put his energy and then very focused when he was in a state of nothingness and rest. And I think it's from the observations that he saw in his upbringing and the observations that my mom saw in her upbringing. And then it just kind of transfers along the generations. I feel like because I've taken a lot of time to be in the space of what we're referring to as nothingness, it's allowed me to tap into parts of myself that I didn't know were there and really reclaim how I do want to go about doing the holidays, how I do want to go about showing up at family outings, when I do want to say yes, and when I do want to say no, or how long I'm going to stay. And I'll tell you, there was a lot of resistance. And there was a lot of kind of like passive guilting happening when this first came about. But I stood in my truth. And now it's just coming from a loving space where I can show up to these events as my full self, knowing that I'm not going to be stuck anywhere, or I'm not going to be shamed for not coming to things or or whatever that looks like. But it took some practice in owning what that looked like for me. And now I can actually show up to events also and give my mom permission that she's not giving herself. Mm -hmm. So I'll say to her, hey, mom, we all know where the cups are. We'll get drinks when we need them. You know, And, and, and I never... Felt the courage to say those types of thing, but things before because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. And I thought she just loved being the busy host. But the truth is, she wasn't able to be present for all of those special moments, those conversations at the table, because she was up and down and all around. And can I get a refill? And can I get that? Yeah, my so, grandma was like
0: yeah, 100% be, my grandma. Yeah, my mom's mom.
2: Yeah. And I feel like it's it's our job if we do want to change as women what this looks like, let's give each other
1: permission. And when we notice we're that giving this each other permission season, in real
0: time today, that's exciting. That's
1: it. Yes. I was just going to say, I use this analogy often with clients um, and the differences between men and women. Men are like tic-tac-toe. They're just going to stay in their boxes. Women, we're like spaghetti. It all bleeds together. And sometimes we have to put the spaghetti down And pick up the tic-tac-toe board and just stay within these different compartmental squares. And, you know, borrow that from the uh, male genders. Sometimes we just need to stay in that moment, in that square, in whatever that looks like, not thinking about expectations, role expectations, or duties, that we've been assigned to and just stay where we need to be and then move to the next thing. And to your point, it is, Heidi, it's just so amazing to be able to say no and not feel guilty about it and realize it's okay. We'll pick up the spaghetti later. The spaghetti
0: can wait. You know, I was raised by two farmers, which, you know, talk about a work ethic. And there is a time when fields have to rest. There's not corn nonstop, 24-7. You know, there there is a season to grow the corn, harvest the corn, and then rest And I love that mentality because when you, in the winter, you just see bare fields in, in Minnesota, in the country, there, there aren't any crops. And so how can we as beings have that season of rest? Do you think it scares us to rest? Do we get oh, yeah. scared of doing nothing? Is it's kind of scary?
1: I, I... Yeah, because then are you really relevant? Are you really successful? Are you really mm-hmm. living the dream? If, if nobody knows what you're doing, if we don't see you out at the events, if you're not participating and all of the, you know, especially with the holidays coming up, everybody's things, everybody's question is, what are you guys doing? Yes. If, yeah. Where's the dinner? What are the kids going to have? And it's that pressure to always be seen, always be doing. So if we're not, then are we really living? You know, those types of questions come up.
0: And how would you how- answer your own question?
1: I'm living the dream. At the- <laughs>
0: Did you hear yes. that? Heidi? I, I felt that. I only I heard that. And I felt that you're living the dream. I talked more about, about that. And then I want Heidi to respond to
1: I'm living the dream because I've gotten to the point where I have and I use the term analogy harmony. There's harmony in my life where I know that at sometimes one area of my life is going to require a little bit more, but it all flows together. So I'm able to rest. I am able to just be and do nothing but also have that time to be with family and friends my way and without guilt because I've kind of, and we'll probably get to this later, I've kind of, for lack of better words, trained everybody to know how Tiffany deals with Tiffany, how Dr. Tiffany protects her space um, and all those things. So I think that's a dream because everybody wants a little bit of that. I think we're tired culturally as a society. We're tired.
2: Oh, we're burnt out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we're all ready for a rest and a break. And isn't it ironic, as you were saying, Sadie, as you were saying, you know, we uh, we need that time to rest for recovery. I think of I was in the fitness world for many years and... One of the things that they always say in the fitness world is like your muscles need time to rest if they're actually going to serve you, if they're going to actually grow. If we don't rest, that doesn't happen. So we have actually usually more breaks during the holidays. But instead of using those breaks to break and pump the breaks, what do we do? We just we hit the, the gas.
0: We hit Amp the gas. That's so good. Yes. We
2: hit the gas. It is like, oh, oh, more time, more time. Okay. I better rush. You're We're rushing instead of resting. Mm-hmm. We do this on vacation too. Have you guys ever gone on vacation? I was again in a family where it was like, okay, we got seven days. Here we are. Let's do it all. I've learned that I need five days of vacation with a way different pace than what I used to do, and two days to actually recover from that vacation. So I really, I I am so aligned with Dr. Tiffany on this one. Living my dream, living my dream is being able to stand in my joy daily. And I'll, sh- I'll share a little bit more on that for just a second. Standing in my joy, I use joy actually as an acronym in my business and in life. Joy for me stands for just own you. Mm, I love it. And yes. when you can just own you and be on the journey of you, that's another analogy for joy. Just own you being on the journey of you. That's when we are able to really live the dream. That's what it is for me. And we do that. We we do that. We we just own you by taking time to be with ourselves, be present with ourselves. And the only way to do that is to take the break, pump the brakes. That's
0: hard to do. I'm just, I'm like in a trance right now, listening to both of you. I'm like, yes, it's <laughs> so hard to do. So how did you learn, Dr. Tiffany, to protect your space and Heidi to be so present. I want to hear from both of you. I need so much practice on that.
1: Maybe the listener does too. I think um, life circumstances sometimes lead us to learn these types of things. For me, it was my divorce. Sometimes when you have a dream of how your life is going to be, and that's disrupted, you take time and you evaluate what you've learned what you thought you knew that you didn't know. And for me, it was in that time that I knew that I wanted something different. Okay, this plan that I had before wasn't going to work, but I also was not that same person anymore. So, you know, I took the time at the direction of a therapist. You know, I didn't come up with this on my own, but it was how I spent the time. And that's why I love Heidi. I love that joy. I just owned me. I took the time to reflect I did nothing. I started to structure my life a different way. One of the things that I do now is solo Sundays. It's my day. I don't, if you invite me to anything, I will not go because it's this time for me to protect myself. It's not even time for pampering. I don't do any nails or appointments or anything. I just do me. And, you know, more than just setting a day aside, it's what I do with that time. I need time to just turn down the volume focus on my thoughts, understanding my thoughts and how I relate to them. And, you know, what action do I need to take when I need to be busy or when I need to be, you know, doing work, but I can't get focused unless I have that time for me and to shut out the noise.
0: And how does your body respond to that? My body right now is just like, yes, please. (laughs) I've been pushing it hard. So how does your body respond to solo Sundays?
1: Oh, it's like a a huge sigh every week. You know, I'm relaxed. If you Notice, And I'm really into paying attention to your bodies, our bodies, when we talk, I, even our posture will tell you how you're feeling, you know, yeah. so true. And that will let me my shoulders relax. I'll even find, a, oh, man, something was hurting that I've been ignoring. And so I can see what I need to do as far as stretching. Do I need to make appointments? It's during these times, sometimes people even, you know, find out that they may have something that they've been ignoring and to, you know, be proactive and get checked out. That's why I'm so such a proponent for doing nothing at least, at least once a month. Me is every, every week. (laughs) (laughs) You just got to get in tune with
2: you. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know that Dr. Tiffany was also divorced, that we all three have this in common. And I hear all of what she just shared so beautifully. I also was very skeptic of the nothingness. Honestly, I'm a go-getter. I'm a doer. I'm a make it happen kind of a girl. And that was my energy for so long. It's like, go, go, get it done. You know what? If I'm feeling sad from divorce, I better... Get back out there and find all the ways that I need to change it and shift it. I'm not just gonna sit here, I'm gonna do all these things. And I did a lot of things, not realizing that those things were actually delaying my desires. And I have this thing called divorce distractors, and I used every single divorce distractor. I overworked, I, overexercised, I over exercised, I overpartied, I over ate, I overnapped, I over Netflix, I overdid every area of my life because I thought I had to just do something about it. And what I've learned, and I, I too learned this from a coach, I've, I eventually sought support outside of my family and friends, which I highly, highly recommend for anyone that is struggling in this area. And she said, one, one day, she said, okay, here's your assignment today. I want you to go lay down and stare at a wall, an empty wall. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. You don't know who you're talking to. And that is wackadoodle. No, there is no way that's going to work. So I resisted it for a while. And one of the things I'll say is I love the when life circumstances kind of bring you to that point and it doesn't have to be divorce. It can be you're just like hustling through the holidays and not slowing down and you're just enough already. But when I stared at that wall, what happened is I eventually did it because I was at the space of like, okay, now I'll do anything. All the other divorce distractors aren't working. So I'm going to try something else. I'm going to try nothing because to me, staring at a wall was like nothing. And I grabbed a sleeping bag and I crawled in and I looked at the wall. And I'm telling you, the things that happened staring at that wall were so transformative. For the first time, I actually heard my intuition. I actually heard like what my heart was trying to tell me. I actually got more answers of what I needed to do. And I think for anyone, you know, moving through this holiday season, maybe you're not going to crawl into that sleeping bag and look at that wall right now. That's okay. But I think the important thing to note is you have two routes you can choose. The busy brain or the body. And the busy brain is going to constantly try to get you to fix it, change it. Your brain is, is meant for safety. It's meant to keep you protected and safe, even when you don't need to be protected. So the nothingness is really stillness, silence, turning down all the noise for just a little bit and asking the body, hey, what do you need? What do you need? And when we can do that, instead of the hurry up answers, we get the healing answers. We get the, oh, I want you to read a book, Sadie. <laughs> oh, nice. I, want, I, I want you I want you to dance around your house, but I want you to listen to this kind of music, Sadie. Like it gives you the answers that are real instead of the busy brain answers that are just like, hurry up and keep doing stuff. So that's what I would say. I know that was very long-winded.
0: No, it's great. <laughs> Dr. Tiffany, is there something you want to add to what Heidi just shared? You
1: no, know, I, I I was just listening and in, in such agreement of, you know, Allowing ourselves to that time to heal. And I think that, you know, even with the holidays, we have this big focus on being with family and friends and relaxing and settling into that. I I totally agree. It's not taken away from that. But it's also a point for you to check in with yourself as well. There's a reason why our institutions originally like work and school gave us these breaks because we need it. We needed to recover, we needed to, you know, decompress mentally, but it is that time to, you know, check on areas that you may need to heal. So I agree with everything she said.
2: I'm just going to say if you can't rest, just slow down. Yes. Just slow it down a little bit. Let's just practice our pace. And this is something everybody can do. Sometimes I use this little practice where I actually go out on a walk And I notice what pace I'm walking at, because how often do you go out for a walk and you're like, got to get it done. Got to get it done. 15 minutes, 20, go, 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 go. Like I find myself. And when I'm doing that, I know I am rushing fast towards nothing. I am like, what am I rushing towards? Right. Get it done. Get it done. And in those moments, I'm like, okay, wow, my pace is way too quick for my comfort way too fast for my wellness. And sometimes we just need to take a breath. Our breath is so underestimated. One of the things I work with on my clients is I teach breath work. I'm a certified breath work instructor. And we really focus on like, just take a breath. That's something you can do that feels more like nothingness. That's a good place to start. I love what Dr. Tiffany said of like, just notice your body posture. Right. These are simple things we can do to maybe not do nothing, but how about we just turn in the direction of it? If you're not ready for nothing, let's just like turn in the do direction a little less. of it. That's a good baby do step for me. Less. Just a little
1: less, a little just less, a
2: little less, a little less of like noisiness and a little more for yourself mm-hmm.
1: and schedule it. You know, that's what people, you, we always, you know, at the beginning of the year or, I know people in my industry, we try to take vacations quarterly, you know, things like that. Schedule your nothingness time. Yes. Make it a priority to put it on your schedule.
2: I love to tell my clients that um, I want you to treat your rest time as if you would your, I worked with a lot of moms, as if you would your child's doctor appointment. It is that important to your wellness that you create that spaciousness within yourself. So you got to treat it like it is one of the most important things to you.
0: With the holidays comes the new year and new year's resolutions. We talk about them a lot. So I would love as we wrap up our delicious conversation today for you to share with the listener how he or she can use his or her new year's resolution to do less. What would be a
2: couple of simple steps, baby steps? I love to just uh, invite myself to create intentions, like be more intentional for yourself. I would say put intention on your New Year's resolution list, like top of the list, because if you can check in with yourself, that's another way to just like tune in with yourself every day is if you can check in with what your intention is every single day, that is going to create a depth of opportunity for you into this space of nothingness um, that can be really special for you. So I would say put presence and intention on your list.
0: I used to start my day with journaling about my intentions for the day. I liked that. I really liked that. Yeah.
1: How about you, Dr. Tiffany? It would be
0: a couple of encouragements for the listener around that New Year resolution and doing less?
1: I would say to make it an intention or an effort to um, be the expert of you. That's something that I always encourage clients to do. What does that look like? You know, write out that vision. We, you know, we are socialized to go to school to learn everything except ourselves. Hmm. Study yourself. So true. You know, make that a goal to. For the new year, I want to be an expert of me. And what would that look like? How do we learn about things? Apply it to yourself. Do your own self study. And then another thing that sounds kind of
0: spicy. I like that. That's a little. That's that's fun. I like that. Do your own self study.
1: Hmm. Yeah, do your own self study because we change. You know, over time we don't stay the same, and we have to sometimes keep up with our changes. What do I like now? What do I need now in this season of life? And the other thing is I'm really big on educating the people around you. Develop a culture for your family and friends to witness this study of you in this way that you are embracing being and doing nothing. Allow people to come on the journey. Set up great boundaries. Like I said earlier, you know, the boundary that I... I've said is that Sundays are my day. You know, if you choose to do a baby shower on Sunday, you know that I'm not going to come. I might send a gift, but it's so important that I have that time for me that everybody in around me in my village, they respect that. So Mm -hmm. I think that's important for people to do as well.
0: Before we end this chat, I have to ask you both one last burning question. As we shared, we are all divorced on this chat today. And the listener might not be listening to this during the holidays. He or she might find it in June of next year. So I wanna ask why is divorce the perfect time to do nothing? We'll end with that. Both of you I'd love to hear your answer.
1: Well, it's a rebirth. I mean, I think that, you know, we often look at divorce or we in the media it's kind of considered a failure or, you know, the, it's focusing on the end, but I think it's a rebirth. I think it's a time to where we are, for lack of better words, kind of forced to say, who am I now and what do I want to do next? And that's such an exciting time. Yes, there may be some heartache and some things that we're mourning the loss of, but it's also a time to pick up that joy, the joy that of who I can be now and what I can do. Yeah, so i think that's the perfect time
0: pick up the joy of who i can be now Mm, love that
2: how about you heidi i couldn't probably have said it better myself because you know joy is my jam um i really think that that spaciousness that nothingness allowed me to get real with myself really, really real with myself and ask the deep burning questions to my own self of what's really in here? Who do I really want to be? This is a time of curiosity. This is a time of curiosity, of creation. And I had a very good friend of mine say one time, I think that we get scared of being divorced and being alone, that alone time, because we're afraid of what we're going to find or who we're going to who we're going to spend that time with. She's like, so we get to spend that time. If you're afraid of being alone with yourself, like who is that? self that you're afraid of being with and who do you want to become and that spaciousness like i said that allows us to really tune into our heart space and heart center and go oh i've never the volume was just so loud around me that i never have actually got the chance to tune into what i really want for myself so i think the spaciousness that you find in that uh, nothingness is is a precious precious gift there is so much spaciousness in the silence and doing nothing is a lifestyle. Like we're not talking today at
0: all about you know just electing to have an hour to do less. It's really making it more of a lifestyle. I've, I'm hearing both of you have done that. It's more of, of who you are and what you're about. It's not just occasionally I do this. It's really a commitment which I really honor and and respect that. So thank you so much for supporting this. Vision of doing less, doing less during the holidays, electing to do more days of nothing. I am committed to treating myself because it's time. I just know I'm, I'm in the season for this and maybe the listener is as well. So I am just so grateful for this conversation today. It's such perfect timing wrapping up almost the last episode of season three, the comeback. Let's come back to ourselves and do a little less and aim for doing nothing. So thank you again for being on this episode and happy holidays. Have fun doing nothing. Happy, happy, nothing.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much, Sadie. Thank you for having us.
0: I just realized that I was so present in that conversation with Dr. Tiffany and Coach Heidi that I forgot to ask them for their contact info. <laughs> so I'm going to give that to you now. Okay. You can find Dr. Tiffany Bellamy on her website, which is drtiffanybellamy.com or on Instagram at Dr. underscore Tiffany Michelle and Michelle with one L and then for Coach Heidi B, she is at joyfullydivorce.com. On Instagram, she's at joyfully B-E-E. And on TikTok, she is at Heidi B. And of course, be sure to listen to her podcast, Cup of Joy Podcast. I will have all that information in the show notes with links. So definitely check out the show notes. Okay, well, I hope today's chat left you feeling, you know, lighter and more peaceful and ready to do nothing. But if you're still, you know, if you're still feeling a little stuck, on how to actually do nothing, then you are going to love today's Comeback Tip.
1: Say these steps to happiness.
0: I said this in today's conversation with Dr. Tiffany and Coach Heidi, doing nothing is hard for me because I'm so conditioned to be busy. And the other layer, which we talked about in our conversation today, is that doing nothing and the culture that we live in, it's not viewed as a valuable use of time. But these are also stories that we have created in our head too, right? Our worth is based in our productivity. So the tricky part is how do we put those stories aside and create a new story? A story that shows that there's great value in stillness without the distraction of work and, and television and your iPad and your and your list of things to do. Brian O'Connor, PhD full professor and head of the School of Philosophy at University College Dublin. He suggests that we'd we'd all be happier if we stopped obsessively trying to make something of our talents all the time, and instead just embrace some idleness. So this week, I want you to practice relinquishing control and letting go of that story that you've told yourself for years now, that your value is on how productive you are, how busy you are, and lean into that you have value just by simply being and doing nothing. And just see if you start to experience some of the benefits that were talked about today by Coach Heidi and Dr. Tiffany. And here's one more step. If you're still feeling anxious, if you're still feeling like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this, Sadie. I want you to consider a mind resting type of hobby, like watching the birds or watching the snowfall. It's the perfect time of year for that. If you don't live where there's snow, what about watching the tide roll in or going to your favorite coffee shop and just quietly people watching. People are so interesting. Think about what simple, easy steps you can take to ease yourself into the tranquility of a new do nothing habit. And my friend, you've got this. And remember, it's all leading to your comeback. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and be sure to subscribe, rate, and of course, review the podcast. And I want you to be part of this life after divorce community by following me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and TikTok at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Be sure to also visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net to download Sadie's Eight Tips to Happiness. You'll also find all of my podcast episodes on my website as well. If you've found value in my podcast, consider being an official sponsor. Email contact at divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about this tasty opportunity. And speaking of tasty, you can also buy me a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit coffee Backslash Sadie Marie, and you can buy me a cup or two, and I thank you for your support. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I look forward to seeing you next week for another round of content created to kickstart
2: your comeback.